Hello listeners, Shadow of the Demon Lord is a grimdark horror game, and as such we'll deal with intense horror material. This is not intended for all listeners, and listener discretion is advised. Thank you. Welcome to a Paradise Lost podcasting channel. My name is Christina, and I will be your editor for this tale. The storyteller for this campaign is Tyler, who is also a player in our current Exalted vs. World of Darkness game. In this episode, our DM really throws the grim and dark into our twisted grim dark tale. The players will traverse through some challenges and learn some interesting things, but I won't say much because spoilers. Needless to say, there is a lot ahead. So strap in for Shadow of the Demon Lord, A Fading Light, Episode 3, The End of Innocence. Alright guys, who is going to wake up first on the dawn of the third day? Well, considering I never went to sleep. Yeah, story, yeah funny story about that, bud. Um, oh no. At some point during your your night of quiet contemplation, you feel something. And you felt this before. You always feel it coming on, but never in time to stop it. You feel the gears that make your body machinate slow. Time seems to like take a pause. Because you feel your gears winding down. And your key stop turning. The last thing you see before the light fades is the light fading. That sounds like I'm being a smart ass, but I'm not. You know that this should be light time. This should, the sun should be out. And it is. But everything is an odd gray tone. That's the last thing you see before you uh, stop being cognizant of what's around you. And now I am a desk ornament. We'll get back to you in a minute. Uh, I can go up next if you want. Oh, oh, you are next. Don't worry. Mr. Nosek Orax, what time would you like to wake up? Um, probably around the same time as the day before. Okay. So, like, you wait for the light to come through your ceiling window, and it doesn't. It's odd. You're awake, and you're looking up, and you see it's not dark out. But there's no light coming through your window. Everything seems heavy. Light is being cast on it, but light isn't hitting anything. Question. I'm not sure if we establish this or not. The thing he's hunting for is associated with the legend of his town being uh, nearly destroyed by a demon. Is this similar to the legends he would have been told as a child? This is not anything you've heard of specifically. Okay, I kind of, kind of look at the window weirdly, get up out of bed and go downstairs and see what's going on. As you stand up, please make a will save for me. Oh no. For a moment, you feel something crawling its way inside your mind. Like tendrils in the inside of your skull. But you feel them attempt 
to sink into your mind and some will some some affirmation of your being you can feel fights them off I uh call out to my ancestors and I say great ancestors grant me the strength and perseverance to overcome this madness as I try as I grab my dagger and start uh looking around the room to see what can be causing this uh, you you exert your mind and you uh, beseech your ancestors and you feel the tendrils recoil, fading into whatever shadow they crawled out of. But as you look around, it is eerily quiet. As you get out of your bed, the floorboards don't creak. Everything is like a still image, but with like a photo that's had dust gather on it. Everything is very gray and monotone. The light that should be hitting your face and revitalizing you for the day is no longer there. And you can't shake a sense of dread that clouds your mind. Quickly gather my things as best I can, uh, my, which most of it is in my backpack as it stands, and rush out with dagger in hand, prep to attack anything that comes at me, and rush towards the... the uh, Rush toward the nearest living thing I can find. Alright, sure. Uh, you try to gather your things, and you uh, head downstairs. Uh, as you approach downstairs, there are actually windows on the front of the building, like windows should be, not on the ceiling. And for a moment, you see it. You see the light of the day. Taking a deep breath, in, as one might would, for having a, a grave misunderstanding. But this isn't the light from the sun. No, this is light from fire. As you look out, the building across the way next to the happenstance is completely ablaze. Ancestors, no! And as you beseech your ancestors, you are abruptly cut off, because it is then you start to hear the scream. I rush out, putting my dagger away, a looking, looking, grabbing whatever bucket I can, or anything that would look like it would hold a decent amount of water and rush outside to see if I can't help put the blaze out. As you look around the tavern to try to find a vessel, you realize the screaming is in the building you're in. Upon realizing this, um, I try to locate the source of the screaming. Oh, it's very evident. Across the bar, you see Bonk. Uh, Bonk seems to be fending off what appears to be how to put it? There's a female, a town, a town villager, and she seems adamantly obsessed on attacking Bonk. He's simply trying to avoid her. She has like a farming implement, say a large sickle, and just screaming incessantly, swinging at this small little man. He seems relatively sane of mind. He seems to be losing the fight though, as he's backed into a corner. But this corner near that little diner window that the the orc cook in the back has often been seen passing food from. And quick as lightning, a very large meaty claw comes out and grabs the neck of this clearly distressed woman and snaps it behind the kitchen. There's a loud crunching noise, as you uh, can only assume the sound of a neck being snapped echoes from the kitchen. Bonk takes a deep breath and uh, so this is his situation. His, his otherwise immaculate tavern beginning to be trashed. He grumps angrily as he uh, gathers his things. There's a loud 
noise of like thudding in the kitchen, but you don't really look to question. But uh, Bonk seems very disturbed and like confused as to what's going on. But uh, directs you to just see what's. He has to clean up and make sure his bar is safe. But directs you to get out there and see what's going on. By the ancestral halls of my homeland, what what is happening? If you're awaiting a response, there is none. Okay, uh, I. Do you have a bucket around here I can use? Uh, he has screwed into the back, and you do not see one around. Okay, I rush outside to see what's going on. As you open the door, you see an odd juxtaposition to what the town was yesterday. What was once lively, bustling, is now burning. Buildings are on fire, and you see people chasing others down the street, viciously clawing at them and tearing at them with unnatural strength. And as you look up, you see it. You see the sun that should illuminate the sky on this bright spring day. The sun that is now black and dim. The light that transcends this land has fallen into a grim, dull, muted color, barely enough to see in broad daylight. Everything is muted. This is not natural. What has forsaken us? And we're gonna pound over. This is some night of the common bullshit. I know, right? Oh no. Oh wait, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Traveler. Yeah. When do you wake up, buddy? Regular time. Regular time? So, like, ten? Yeah, it's like ten. Uh, we're actually gonna say you wake up at nine. As a random villager from the town is currently laying on top of you with, with their hands in your throat. He looks like a pretty normal dude, but he looks very upset and covered in blood. Okay, so, um... I'm going to start punching, but while I'm punching, I'm basically going to be like, You know, I don't like it that you've uh, surprised me, and normally I charge about five bits for doing this for 30 seconds. Go ahead and make an attack roll for me, bud. Is that a strength? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, that... Can I instead just start slapping him and make it be agility? (laughs) Afraid not. Daggers are finesse weapons. Yeah. Daggers are finesse weapons. Oh, look at that. I, I, I assume that I hit, maybe. I have a nine. Yeah, in no, you, yes, you did though. indeed hit. You did indeed hit. Uh, do me a solid and roll me a d6, but make it like a d3. Or I guess just roll a d3. Nice. Uh, as this guy is, like, bearing down on you, a quick jab to his throat makes him stumble back and clutch at his throat. He's still up, but... He's clearly disgruntled that you just punched him in the throat, and he is now, uh... You now have the ability to stand up. I'm gonna get up. Uh, what are my surroundings looking like? Uh, well, you're a little bit away from the main town, but several buildings are on fire. Barnes is nowhere to be seen. And there is just people running around the town in some sort of weird rage. They seem to be just... They look like they would in life, but very animatedly angry. Even mad. Some of them are rambling. They're people who have torn their clothes off, naked, running around the street. Uh, people are being ripped to shreds by collectives. Some some people seem to be, have retained their mentality and are fighting back, but the numbers aren't looking good. Uh, hear a loud banging noise from far away. There's a lot going on. It's chaos. 
Um, well, with this guy off of me and me standing up, uh, where's my robot buddy? Is he around here or not? Oh no, he is gone. He didn't come oh, back no. to your hovel last night. You, oh, assume no. he, you assume he went somewhere else to sleep. Listen here now, y'all. You need to calm it down. Let's uh, let's not get in a fight. And does this guy look like he is at all going to listen to reason? Uh, the guy opens his mouth to talk, but it looks like he's bitten off his own tongue. Oh well, that's. Uh, but as he tries to talk, a rush of blood gurgles out of his windpipe and shoots a couple of feet towards you. Ugh, that's that's really gross. Welcome. I'm gonna, um... I'm gonna kick him! Cool. Uh, roll to kick him. You'll wind up a big old Spartan kick, but he kinda dips out of the way of that one there. It's, you kinda stumble and regain your footing, but that was a hard miss. Now he's gonna go... What's your defense, bud? Uh, my defense is a 10. Alright, he brings up a big old slash towards you, but... He's uh, pretty predictable, and you kind of just sidestep it. You're kind of squaring off with the guy. The more you look at him, though, the more upset he seems to be. It seems he doesn't have any fingernails on his hands anymore. Who knows where those went? Yeah, he's not looking great. The more you look, the more upsetting it is. Um, I'm going to... As if he's squaring up with me, um, I'm going to actually kind of like... Okay, this, this might be a little bit of a stretch. I'm going to try and faint at him, like, go, look like I'm going for, like, a big wind-up punch or something, and then intentionally miss, but while that he's trying to duck out of the way, I'm going to start running. I would like to point out the fact that the guy who LARPs as a blood magician just said it was gross that somebody spit out blood in his general direction. Listen here, I'm allowed to be, uh, contradictory. That you are. Alright, here's what we can do. We're gonna have you make an unbalancing attack. So go ahead and roll your attack roll, but I'll need you to make it with one bane. If you succeed, oh, though, boy. the target is knocked down. Wow! Look at you! Wow! Wow! Alright, so you wind up a big old haymaker towards a guy that he kinda sees coming. But to the last second, you stomp your foot down and kick him right in the nards. And he uh, he kind of crumbles to the ground in pain as you just book it to Sunday. Uh, go ahead and roll your d3 for me, though. You still deal some damage. Yeah, one damage. You pop him real good in the nards. And I just start running. Yeah, where are you running, bud? Uh, towards town? Sure, there's lots of fire and more people down that way. Where are you going in town? Uh, towards uh, toward towards the spider's crawl. Cool. You can't be a well, but be a bit curious where Barnus went though. He was not there when you woke up, and he is like your only bud. Yeah. Um. Prob. Well, I mean, I figured that's where you go. That's where drinks are, right? <laughs> all right. All right. I mean, I will look for him. Like, if I see signs of okay, him, no, I'll, no, that's I'll cool. stop. But... You uh, you kind of dart back and forth between them. Actually, go ahead and give me an agility roll real quick. Oh, that I am not terrible at, and by that I mean I have a 10. Oh, sweet, I rolled an 11. <laughs> Very nice. As you run towards the spider's craw, a random dude, number two, Electric Boogaloo, jumps out at you, grabbing, grabbing you around your face. 
But right as he goes to swing up and swipe at you, a swift dagger thrust from some dwarf guy with a knife uh, sticks this Zambo in the ear and scrambles his brain mates as Nosak Orax uh, stabs this random villager through the noggin, incapacitating him. Well, that was a cool call there. You all right? Oh, hey there, bud. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Uh, listen, you seen a uh, seen old man around here? Uh, I'm kind of his seeing eyes. Um, also, what the fuck is going on here? I wish I knew that one for myself. Oh, you see oh, that? You see that sun too, bud? That lack of sunlight, sun. I suppose I should have mentioned that when you woke up. But yes, you also see the sun that's not giving off light. I wish I knew the sun's not a sun anymore. I think. And, um, people everywhere are crazy. At least all the humans seem to be. So if your pal was a human, he may not be in his right state of mind. Well, now, but I, I, I think that might be a little bit weird. I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm human too. So uh... you, you do see other races other than human going a little bit wonky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems only a few, only certain people on it. I don't know. I woke up this morning, nope, something in my mind, and now I'm here fighting off the town. I, you got as much cool as I do. That loud thunder striking noise is much closer now that you're towards the uh, tavern. Hard to tell where it's coming from because it sounds like it's coming from everywhere. But it's a loud cracking noise that you can't really place. Have you seen? We might want to get out of here. I, I I can't leave here without Barnas. We gotta. He, he's my buddy. I can't leave here without him. There are uh, madmen encroaching. What do you do? I take my staff and try to push them away from us. They're not on you yet, but you can see them running up the street towards where you're defending. You, you, if you stay here, you'll have to fight them. Let's get back inside the tavern and guard the doors, and we can talk about your buddy there. Sound good? But did you see him in the tavern while you were while you were there? No, but that's then he's probably not. Was... Then he's probably not in the tavern. So I'm going to keep looking for him. You can you can go no, help no, out, Bonk. No, sir. It is insanity out here. We have to go. I'm trying to get as many survivors as I can towards tavern. He's the only place defensible in this town, and not on fire. One of the few buildings not on fire. All right, that's cool. That's cool, little buddy. Bye. Like I, I'm already I, running. I, I I'm I'm looking for my one friend. Already, I I, I give a grunted sigh. Ancestors, help me. Like kind of a, it's kind of a more of a um, not a actual asking for help, but more of a. Grant me like, the patience. Like a goddamn. And uh yeah, pretty much. And run after him. Alrighty. Hey uh hey my buddy Mr. Marshall. That key is a turning. Yeah. Oh boy. You're uh you suddenly awake in the barn. You're not really sure what happened. Maybe like a glitch in your system or something. But you do no- notice that everything is way sadder than when you went to sleep. And that bright thing that people like call the sun isn't shining so bright no more rations and then I'm gonna turn around and uh 
assess my surroundings. Well, uh, you see several people, or several bodies, rather, approaching the homestead of Bodrin and Ilabeth. And you, every now and again, you hear a very loud snapping noise and something that's crunchy sounding. Apart from your barn, it's a barn. Nothing's really in there. So my key has turned itself? Yep, it, that was real weird. Not sure what caused that. Huh. Occasionally, you do kind of tucker out every now and again. But never have you restarted on your own. Right. Huh. Well then, uh, I am going to grab my walking stick and go meet the strangers that are approaching my friend's house. Sure thing, buddy. Uh, as you approach these strangers, they're, they are pretty strange. Uh, they're all really mean-looking and are snarling and have various disconfigurements across their body. Uh, you see one running at you, but as it gets about ten paces from you, there's a very loud, that very loud snap again, as you see an iron bear trap collapse on his leg, shattering it at the knee. Huh. So they knew this was coming. I don't know. Also, it's about ten o'clock in the morning, you imagine? Well then, I am going to retreat closer to the house, obviously watching my step for bear traps. Sure, sure. Uh, go ahead and make me an agility roll, please. With one bone. E. Because you are actively observing for the bear traps. Ooh. Very close. As you take a step, so you nudge something, and the old snappy, snappy, trappy, trappy goes off right next to you, but doesn't catch your leg. Uh, as you approach the house, you see more and more of these bodies, many of them still alive. But as you get closer to the home, you hear some loud grunting and, like, triumphant laughs. That you believe maybe Baudrin. Not so frail trapper, gentlemen. It is I. Sredom. Are you in distress? Uh, he lets out a laugh. And uh, says, nice of you to join us, Tin Man. I don't know who these people are, but they're attacking my homestead. I will aid you in its defense. And do I have time to use my knowledge as a soldier to, like, reset some traps and find a good choke point to set up to... Uh, you can tell right off the bat that resetting these traps is going to be very difficult. They have enough pressure to them to not allow a bear to pry them open. Uh, and they have a special tool required to reset them. Um, so they require a pretty ridiculous amount of strength to reset by hand. So I'm going to go ahead and say you can try if you want, but that'll be two banes. Uh, not worth. Okay. In terms of, like, soldiers, um, I won't even make you roll. Uh, these are pre these are placed kind of defensively around the homestead pretty well. Pretty expertly placed. And many of the people who assault seem to be caught up in I uh, will ask you to make me one attack roll and take one attack during your defense, but that will be all. Heard, heard. That's a 17 on attack with my staff. Very nice. What is the damage of your staff? 1d6 plus 1. Roll it. Very nice. Yes, uh, what appears to be a uh, adolescent teen who has been overtaken by whatever plague is affecting this land charges at you, definitely avoiding a bear trap. Takes a swing and goes wide. As you bring a bring the uh, staff down hard on his shoulder, you feel the notable sensation of a collarbone being shattered. As he falls in a clump, 
clearly dying of blood loss. <laughs> Finally, the joy of battle. You were never good enough to be a suitor for Isla Beth anyways. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Your triumphant screams drown out the last dying breaths of an adolescent boy. Congratulations. Pretty sure he's about as old as I am. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, speaking of that, uh, one another one gets through and makes an attack roll on you. My defense is 13. Ooh, buddy. Man, I got a feeling that beats 13. It does. If it makes you feel better, 20s are not crits. Beautiful. And strength does not add to damage. But this guy has a wicked-looking bloody sickle. As he jams it into your side real good before you knock him clean. Uh, please take three damage. That's a third of my health pool. Level zero. Cody, can I ask you a question real quick? Because I want to make sure I get this quote right for the notes. What did you just say about never being good? Was it you? You'd never be good enough for Bethany? You were never a good enough suitor for Isla Beth anyway. Oh, okay. I believe that's what he said. That is indeed what I said. Alright, so after a few minutes, you, um... You head back towards the building and update Bodrin. Uh, he seems thoroughly overtaken in defending his home, and asks you to go uh, in the house and see how uh, Isla Beth is doing. She had became become faint over all the action, and was uh, resting in her room. I'm going to nod to him. Save me some, friend. I will be back soon. He lets out a loud, triumphant ha-ha, and like, raises his axe towards you and turns back to defending his home. I'm going to go check on his daughter. You turn around to enter the house, and we pan back over to the other goons. All right. Where are you going, Mr. Traveler? Where are you traveling to? Uh, I don't know. Where does Barnus usually hang out? Normally the spiders crawl, but there, there didn't seem to be anything going on in there. Uh, that booming you hear, heard before does get louder as you go towards it. It seems to be coming from the, uh, the guard's office and the mayor's office. I'm gonna head that way. Alrighty. Uh, I'm gonna need an agility roll from both of you as random goons along the street are still uh, harassing you. Spicy. Wow. Look at you guys, bobbing and weaving. Yeah, uh, you, you, you're pretty daft. You, you beat them back as you go. Uh, one guy grabs on to uh, Nosek for a second as you go in, but then uh, the traveler drop kicks him in the noggin and uh, knocks him out cold. But you keep going. Thank you, sir. No problem. We just gotta go and find Barnus now. And you uh, you approach the um, mayor's office, and there's some rustling inside. What do you do? I kick down the door. You kick down the door, and across the room from you, you see what assume you assume to be what was the mayor's secretary. She has currently ripped out all of her teeth by hand and is making a necklace out of them with wire metal by my grandfather's beard. She turns around and sees you say that, and she smiles a wide, toothless grin as blood gushes from her bleeding, ravaged gum line. I take my dagger, rush forward, and try to stab her. You, uh, she rushes towards you in a frenzied pace, charging at you headlong. But before she gets there, a door opens up to the guardsman's office, and you see an arm extend holding a weird contraption. 
but with that same loud bang resonating in your eardrums, the creature's head is exploded clean off and drops down as the mayor of Brandle walks out. Mr. Jacoby Waycrest. What is going on? I'm tired of all this bullshit. You're not the only one. This guy, since I didn't describe him before, is a uh, guy in like his 50s. He's rather smartly dressed. He's got like a vest and some trousers on. Got like an overcoat that's now spied with a little bit of decorative blood. Got like a little pocket watch. Uh, He's wearing a single monocle. Seems to be a no-nonsense type, but also seems to be like a normal guy. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Well, town's on fire. Town Everyone. is on fire. Thank you. I was trying to find Barnas. Well, drunk, I haven't seen him around here, none. Hell. Seems almost everyone is gone insane except for, except for a few. Ah, uh, it is a hell house out there, I agree. And the sun's black. Thank you for, for that uh, phenomenal assessment. And what will we do about it? I need you all to reach... I've hearing the, the creatures are centered on Modron's shack. I need you all to go and help him defend. We will hold this fort here. As you wish, Mayor. Sure, I got uh, about- nothing better to do. Uh, Alright, uh, I don't know. Have uh, you seen Barnas? Shit. Uh, have you checked the ditch? The, all the ditches that he usually sleeps in are all empty. Except for corpses, I think. Did you, did you check under the corpses? He's pretty gross. I wouldn't put it past him. Oh, no, no, no. I know. Maybe. Maybe. He snuck into a closet somewhere. He likes to hide in those. Says there. Cozy. Quick question for you. What does the sea look like right about now? The sea? Yeah, the ocean and whatnot. Since this is a coastal town. Eerily dead silent. Not a wave. No wind comes from the coast, as it should. Mayor. Get who you can and load them up onto the uh, whaling boat. Hopefully the captain and his first mates haven't been affected by this. It's, that will be a more easily defensible area. Uh, we'll go out to this shack you said and, and see if we can't find any survivors who aren't uh, afflicted with this. And go out and as you rescue keep talk- them as bring you keep- them back as well. As you keep talking, routinely, uh, Mayor Waycrest will point his... his- Pointy shooty, rooty tooty, and clocking to the guy in the head with it uh, as you're talking. They're like, yeah, 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 any time now. Get going. You there, drunkard, are you coming too? Oh, uh, oh, and if you see Taurus, stay out of his way. Okay. Okay. Uh, what direction is this shack in? Uh, he directs you to the east side of town where Bodrin's homestead is. Alright, I start heading. As that Nosak has out, I'm going to uh, wait a moment for him to like turn around and then just like look to the mayor and be like, don't worry, mayor, I'll make sure that everyone listens to you. And uh, as that I'm leaving, I'm going to take a quick glance at him and then I'm going to use steel identity. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Uh, sh- sure, I guess you can do that. I, I figure that the idea is that if uh, if someone sees the mayor coming up and being like, get the hell out of here, they're going to listen to that more than they're going to listen to a hobo. Fair enough. Well, I did recently acquire a shirt with no holes in it. You did, but you do. You are still the mayor dressed in a shirt with a hole in it. 
and some beat up pants and a boot, but only one good boot. That good boot is his ass kicking boot. That <laughs> good boot's my ass kicking boot. The, the other one's bad because I broke his shit off in some asshole's ass. Yeah. So I'm going to do that and uh, start running after you. Or after. Yeah. Uh, do me a solid real quick, uh, Mr. Traveler. Make a perception roll. Okay. Uh, as you go and follow Mr. Nosak, uh, somehow you miss it. As you walk past one of the storage grate, one of the food troughs for like animals, you are tripped by something as you stumble and eat a mouthful of dirt. I turn around to. As I hear him fall, I turn around to try to pick him up. He's a ways behind you. You do not hear him with the chaos. Okay, I just could keep on running then. Fair enough. Alright. Keep swimming. Mr. Traveler, uh, as you turn around, you see a wayward yet familiar leg hanging out of the filled animal trough. Is it Barnus's leg? I don't know. Who's in the trough? Go figure it out. From the dirty animal water, you pull a unconscious yet coming-to-light barnace. But you are in the middle of the street where a bunch of randos are running around attacking people. If you want to bring them to, you might have to get somewhere a little bit more secure. I'm going to start dragging him with me. Okay. Uh, as you go, you see what seems to be an unoccupied home. I'm going to go in and uh, try to start slapping him awake. Alrighty. Uh, as you lay him down on some rickety bed, you smack him a couple times, he goes like, rrr, rrr. You try to deliver one more good smack, and quick as lightning, out of nowhere, an iron-like vice grabs your wrist. It is Barnus, and as he looks up to you, you see a very odd sight. You see, his cataracts slowly fade back, and expose bloodshot, maddened, deep brown, almost black eyes as he stares at you intently. You have it in you to kill your best friend? He has that same crazy look as uh, as, as the other people, doesn't he? No. No, he does not. He has the look of a man who's been up for five years, like straight, who hasn't slept anything at all, and is just clinging to an idea to stay conscious. And he looks at you and speaks in a tone quiet at first, but slowly growing in volume, that it is in a cadence and in connotation that is impossible to ignore. You hear these voices almost within your own head, and they ring clear as a bell. So this, this is where it begins and where it ends. This is where the light of humanity dies. You who walks in skin, not your own. Golem of charcoal and olive, with painted gesture smile, yet eyes set with dread. Find the three, and return the drawn and quartered to whole. Now the voice is picking up a little bit, and it's much more towards like a normal talking voice, but even increasing in volume still. Find the errant fool on his task, the tumbling boulder that crashed on the shores with the tide. Next, the herald of doom. The cacophony that stands defiant amongst her ilk, with a claw pulling the strings. The voice is growing louder and louder, approaching a yell. And finally, the sad, broken machine. The bauble that seeks to mend, but can only shatter. And now he is full on screaming at you. Will you all uphold humanity? 
or be its downfall? Will you be the ones to carry the flame, or be the final spark snuffed under boot and heel? And at that final word, his eyes roll back into his head, and he collapses. Bruh. He seems to be sleeping like a very drunk man. He is just a dude asleep. That was a 10 out of 10. Thanks. Yeah, that was very good. Thanks. Holy shit. Like, I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. You, you had me speechless. Thanks, guys. I put a lot of work into that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a drunk guy lying on a bed sleeping. Uh, he's, he's probably won't be disturbed here. Uh, I'm gonna just leave him there and go try to get to, um, Audrin's place. Already? You know, very, uh, confused and everything after that he has basically spoken in fucking prophecy right in my face and just been like... Okay. Now I have a very, I have a very important question for you. Now, are you feeling it, Mr. Crab? Yes. Yes. You're able to catch up with a, with Nosek pretty easy because of his stubbly dwarf legs. So you actually arrive at the homestead at around the same time. I make a uh, perception roll to see how many enemies are around. Oh, you actually don't even need to. Uh, they are very clearly visible as they screech and fly towards the building, being cut down by Bogren. And you also see Mr. Treadham Marshall approaching the building. He waves you all down as you approach. What is going on? We are covering ourselves in the joyous blood of battle. If that's how it shall be, then that's how it shall be. Ancestors, give me your strength as I cut these heathens down. And I start uh, going after people who are clearly insane. Now, Sardom is going to check on Isla Beth. Is anyone going with him? I feel like I would have to uh, run through uh, a bunch of people to get to Shredham. No, you're, you're all safely at the house. You were oh, able we to are? Okay, by. yeah. Yep. I will cover my robot buddy then. Mr. Nosek is going to stay outside fighting goons? 10-4. Alrighty. So the robot and not mayor walk into the walk into a building. Yep. You open the door, and there, lying on the bed, you see Isla Beth. She's always been one of the prettier faces in town, and she's unrecognizable sitting there, obviously resting. Or at least, it would be rather obvious, if her head was not about 180 degrees spinned around from where it should be. There, lying in her bed, you see the body of Isla Beth with a, what seems to be a bear trap around her neck, and then spun 180 degrees in a very violent motion. It is pretty clear here that this was no accidental thing. She would have had to have fallen on the bear trap or have it placed there, and then her head would have had to have been snapped. But her dad just asked us to go check on her. So it wasn't him, right? So anyway... <laughs> she is not currently moving uh, and seems quite dead. Um, what do you do? Stare at it. Uh, hey, hey, buddy. Uh, I, I think that your friend out there might have murdered his own daughter. No, there's no way. She just needs her 
key reset. I know humans are frail, but she must have a key somewhere. Yeah, uh, they, they're not constructs like us, man. Uh, that's not how they work at all. Poor, poor Marshall. Every time. Just every time. I mean, it's okay, buddy. You you weren't the one who pet who clearly pet her too hard. Like, you're, it's not because you're big. I'm going to quietly walk out of the room, back out into the main space, and put a hand on Bodron's shoulder. Just like a strong hand. Strong hand. Turns around and looks at you. Uh, Mid-combat. Yes, Tin Man. What is it? Ilabeth is deceased. He opens his eyes very wide and shows you really, really hard. What nonsense are you speaking? My daughter's sleeping in her room. With a bear trap around her neck. He brandishes his axe at you. Say such nonsense again I'll cut you down. You are the only one around these parts that uses the bear traps as weapons. The he, only one he like to set one. He shoves you again and walks towards his house mid-combat. This is nonsense. You clearly are not seeing properly. And he goes to walk into his house to go see his daughter. I'm going to use the staff to... I want to trip him with the staff, so I guess an unbalancing attack. Okay. Um, do I see this going on? Oh, yeah. I, I kind of look over and see this happening. I'm like, men, stop. We cannot fight amongst ourselves while we have an army at our gates. He cuts you off. You're like, you quiet now. Do your job and mind your business. Yeah, go All ahead and make right. it. That's not with one bone. Or one band, by the way. Yeah, no. Oh, and you know what that means. What does that mean? Any round when you get a total of zero or lower on an attack roll or challenge roll, your key stops turning, and you become an object Ooh. at the end of that round. Oh yeah! See that—that's the weird part about it flipping like that. It's it's annoying to keep track of. But um, anyway, uh, so yeah, you try to do that, and he like strong arms you a certain way, and it knocks your key a weird way, and you shut down. He's as he stomps towards his home. Are you still inside the house, uh, Mr. Traveler? Uh, yes, I am. Um, I was actually looking up rules for this. Um, I want to try and do something really fucking stupid here, Tyler. Hit me with it, buddy. What you got? All right, uh, I'm going to steal the identity of the dead girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, dear God. Uh, can, can you do that? Uh, do do uh, let's see, you can use an action to alter your appearance to match uh, that of a target. Oh, no, I cannot. It has to be a living creature. Whoops. Uh, Mr. Nosek, what are you doing during this? Um, so... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Try. no, uh, if, uh, let, let me know if the... I have an idea for what might happen if that, uh, if he comes in, if, like, you can't stop him from coming in. All right. Uh, Mr. Nosek, what are you going to do? You see your, uh, your clockwork buddy shut down. Have I ever encountered a clockwork or no of them? I'm actually How gonna say, common I'm actually are gonna, they? I'm actually going to say yes. They're not terribly common. 
but they are much more common to dwarves than to you. Okay, so I wouldn't know about the whole key thing. You would have an idea about it. Okay, I see, since I see him stop moving, kind of freeze, I rush over to check on him, shaking him, going, "What is wrong? Snap out of it! We are in the middle of battle. You were, you were all the one. You were the one who only minutes ago said this is a glorious battle." I'm gonna stare at him with cold, dead eyes. Yeah, no response, bud. Uh, you do see his key on his, the small of his back, though, and it is not turning. I, um, can. Should I make a uh, wisdom check to see if I might be able to piece together the key needs to be turned? Or is that kind of. Would that be just. I'm actually gonna okay. say, you know, that's a pretty core cool part of Clockworks, so. Alright, uh, I grab his key and start uh, winding him up again. And I am a person again. You are. How many goods are around us right now? There's actually an odd lull right about now. There's not a lot approaching. Okay. Go check on the man who went inside whose daughter is now dead. I will defend out here. I will indeed check on this man. I'm gonna follow the goon inside. And I, uh... Keep on defending. Alrighty. There's actually not much to defend. There's no one approaching the homestead this time. Okay. Uh, I go inside with them since I got nothing to do. Alrighty. You do that. Bodrin is stomping up the stairs. Um, but no sack and Svetim are close behind. And uh, Mr. Traveler is in the room. Uh, what was the thing you wanted to try, Brendan? Um... Well, since that uh, they did not stop him, um, basically what's going to happen is I'm going to because I don't know how that my steel identity works. I literally am just now learning about it. I'm like going to be trying to like take. I'm basically going to be like, while the the the, the guy is coming up the stairs, I'm going to be like shaking the corpse and like trying to like take its form to like try to do stuff and in doing that basically like I lose the form of the mayor and am now just like my changeling like charcoal and dirt and like kind of like golem look that's actually something that you you normally will control when that happens so you can you can choose to be your, your hobo self if you like no I'm gonna say that he's uh he is too uh distressed like he's still too new to this oh okay that's fine so yeah, you're just uh you're just shaking the uh the dead corpse of this girl. Yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah, and like lose, yeah, as like my changeling form, and like because I'm trying to like steal its identity, and like I literally can't. I'm like freaking out. Once at the once at his feet hit like the top of the stairs, I'm going to grab my staff and like tr- get ready to baseball swing whoever comes through that door first. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, Bodrin does indeed climb the stairs and opens the door to his uh, daughter's room. Like, I am super convinced that this guy murdered his own daughter. Very well. Uh, so you hit him? I'm gonna try to hit him. Make a roll for me, bud. Strength. Stat- staffs are also finesse weapons. Are they? You can use a dex. Wow, like right in the middle. You, uh, you take a pretty good swing at this bear of a man, and the staff cracks across his pecs very firmly, and the staff kind of, like, just plops there. There's no noble, like, withdrawal from pain or groan from the man as you hit him. He's just concerned, and he grabs you and screams, What are you doing to my daughter? Let her rest. 
What, uh, what are you doing, man? She's she's dead. She is completely dead. Trust me. She's uh, definitely dead. Look at the way that head's turned. He uh he takes a deep breath and lets go of you. You dare come into my home. As he speaks, you see a certain thing you didn't see before since he's now right up close to you. You see that same crazed look in, you, in, your, in his eyes you've seen as the people are across the town? And tell me that my daughter is dead. As you, uh, as you take another closer look, he has pretty deep, gnarly looking, like, claw marks on his flesh and stuff that seem to be from fingernails. Uh, go ahead and give me an intelligence check here, bud. Intelligence or perception? Um, you know what? Either or. Perception I have at 11, so... Okay. Yep. Those are some fingernails, alright, that made those. Tiny little fingernails. Yeah, you're pretty sure he killed his own daughter, bud. I'm going to uh, stare at him and just be like, You absolute fucking madman, you killed your own kid! Let go of me and just... Oh, he's let go of you, and has a firm grasp on his axe. What's your defense? Uh, it's, it's... I was about to say a 10, but I'm not 100% sure. Actually, this is going to be actual combat, guys. We're here. You made it. Hey. Yeah, it, yeah, it is, in fact, a 10. Um, yeah, um, I'm... So here's how this is going to go. Uh, combat is a little different the first time, but it is easy to understand. In this game, uh, there are two phases of a battle round. There are fast actions, and there are slow actions. You choose, at the beginning of each round, if you are taking a fast action or a slow action. A fast action is only an action or only a movement. Not both. One or the other. Normally. A slow turn is both an action and a movement. The benefit of choosing to take a fast action is that in this game, players will always go before enemies if they act on the same turns. So, say for example... Brendan chose to take a fast action, and Bodrin chose to take a fast action. Brendan would go before Bodrin every time. But he can only attack or move. If you take the slow action, you can move and then attack. So if you two took the slow action, you could get in position to attack Bodrin, but he would go before you, potentially dealing more damage to your teammate. So, with that said, there's no initiative roll needed. Uh, what action would everyone like to go on? I'm going to take a slow... Well, actually, where are me and Cody right now? Not in melee range. I'm going to take a slow action. Alright. I, too, will take a slow action. I think it. Brenda? Um, so you said that... Uh, so here is a question for you, then. Yep. You said that a slow action could be move and then attack, but could it also be attack and then move? Absolutely. Now, other question... Um, is there a tax of opportunity in this system? Like, if I, I try to move... Pretty sure there is. Uh, let me double check, but I'm 90% sure. Uh, oh, there is a feint, by the way, Brendan. I just found it. Oopsie. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, free attack. I see it. When a creature in your reach willingly moves out of your, your reach, you can use a triggered action to make an attack against the creature using a melee weapon you are wielding. Yep. yep. But uh, you can use an action... I believe. To uh, I think there's like a disengage option. Yes, there is a retreat option. Yep, and that would be your action and then your move. Um, hmm. K. 
Can I try and make a fast action, but make it a driving attack to try and push this guy back towards the guys who are coming up the stairs and that, like, basically, like, he's away from me and, um... Yeah, basically, he's away from me and uh, he's uh, towards them so then they don't have to move as far to hit. You absolutely can. But I will say, a driving attack moves you as well. Okay, yeah, that... That's fine. I'm going to I'm going to give it a shot. Sure thing. So you're taking you a fast action? Just... Yeah, I'm going to take a fast action for that. Yep. If you wanted to just push them there is the shove attack. Oh, is there? Yeah, choose one target creature within your reach, make a strength attack rolled against the target's strength. If the target is larger than you, make the roll with one bane for each point size it's larger. You make this roll with one boon if the target is smaller than you. On a success, move the target one yard away from you, plus a number of yards equal to your strength modifier, minimum of one yard. Yeah, the the driving attack would be better for me, just because it, it would let me use my uh, agility with the staff. And also, the shove is just a movement. The driving attack would actually do damage if it hit. Question, um, would he be considered a demon right now? Nope. Damn. Okay, uh, I guess that I roll it with one bane then. Indeed you do. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll me that damage. That, uh, what's the damage on a uh, staff? A 1d6 plus 1, I think. Yep, that's it. Damn. Ow! Yep, you do a... You take a step back and do a, like a wind-up spin with your staff and choke down to like a baseball grip and you slam that staff directly into his throat. Uh, he takes a few good steps back as you drive him forward, and he clutches his throat in pain. Question, would he be now be a melee man for me and Cody? Yes, but you've already declared you're taking the soul action. Oh yeah, I was just checking. Me and him move a number of yards equal to my strength modifier in the same direction, but my strength modifier is a negative one. What does well, that even we're mean? We're gonna say the minimum is one. Okay, he doesn't accidentally move forward. No, you don't yeet him in reverse. <laughs> We're going to say the minimum, in this, in, at least in this instance, is one. All right. Uh, he's also taking the fast action. So he's going to take a big old axe swing at Mr. Traveler. And he's actually going to take one boon because he's a important monster. Oh, great. So that's a 19. Um, I'm assuming that hits. Yeah, that hits. What's your health out of curiosity? Nine. Yeah, that's a four damage. So he winds back his axe, and it cleaves really deep into your thigh. It hurts like hell, but you're still standing. It missed any vital tendon. Or yeah, so I put, uh, construction materials. I don't know. You still have tendons, I think. Yeah, I think so. So I just put like a four in the damage box then, and then if it hits my health level, then it gets rough? Yes, it does indeed get rough. I'm just screaming, and I'm like, get him, guys, get him! And he is going to take his free action to yell in bloody rage at the situation he is in. You see the large bruise and knot on his throat, less than slightly. It's now the slow action. Uh, which one of you goons would like to go first? Good. You want to go first, or you want me to? Yeah, I'll take it. Alrighty. I'm a whack him. Do it. Hey. Oh, buddy, that's pretty good. That's mediocre. As he's turned around fighting the Traveler, you take your staff and jam it with a very firm thrust to the back of his kneecap. 
making him stumble down on a knee, screaming in excruciating pain. You took the life of the one thing you were supposed to hold dear. And in exchange for that, we will send you to the place. He grits his teeth in pain as the agony shoots through his body. And you can hear bones cracking as he crunches his teeth. Mr. Nosek Orex, here you go. Hey, Jarmon, uh, hey, what's your health right now? How bad do you look right now, essentially? Uh, on a scale of one to nine, I'm at a four as far as bad goes. Yeah, I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those guys. You can just tell each other what your health is. I'm not. I don't, I don't mind. Uh, I'm at, I I I have five health left. There you gotcha. go. But I only have nine total. So. Okay, I'm going to um move over in front of Traveler since I have a lot more health than him and kick a swing with my staff to his uh, kneecaps. Okay, do it. Oh man, it's just a staff party in here. <laughs> some, might even um, call, some might even call it a staff infection. <laughs> Since that is finished, I have to use my agility, or can I use my strength for this? You can choose which one you want to use. Okay, I'm going to use my strength since that is a neutral instead of negative one. Man, oh man. Roll the damage, you hit him. Wow. This parser loves you guys today. Yeah, it did love me earlier. Uh, how do you want to do this? Um, I kind of was aiming to shatter the kneecaps. Are you are you incapacitating him or are you killing him? Oh, straight up trying to kill him. Well, you can you tell me how you want to do it, my man. That, that's you got him. That's his help. Okay. So as I stand in front of a uh, traveler, I look peer my head up the man who clearly towers above me and say you took your daughter's own life and don't even recognize it you don't deserve to be with your ancestors they look upon you with disgust and um, take my staff and I shove it as hard as I possibly can straight into his chest you feel muscles snap and flesh give way as the blunt end of your staff is shoved through the chest breaking ribs, and at last crushing his foul heart in one firm stab. There's a one final sentence that escapes his mouth as he falls. You can see genuine, true sadness in his eyes as he utters, My family. As he stumbles to the ground, dead. May you only know the darkness of the food. I pull my staff from his uh, chest as he falls to the ground. Your ancestors spit on your grave. Yeah, you got um, them, guys. I move over towards the daughter, and um, are, are the eyes open? Yeah, about that. As you guys take stock of yourselves after you fill in Bodrin, you hear a pretty odd sensation of noises from behind you. Oh no. Something akin to shoulders dislocating? As uh, you turn to look, you see the uh, the arms of uh, Ilabeth have popped out of their sockets, and they're currently reaching behind to what would have been her back, but is now her still her back, but like where her head is, and uh, grabs the jaws of that steel bear trap with what should be unmoving dead hands, with the ease of a 
grown man tearing a piece of paper. She pries that bear trap open and shatters it. What in the name of all that is holy is going on? At that point, the human hips should move in a forward way and not backwards. But yet, with another loud crack, Isabeth stands up, or sits up, the opposite way. As uh, an unrecognizable and uncomprehendable garble of noises and tongues starts flowing from her mouth. With a series of unnatural machinations, the backwards-facing body of this once normal girl stands up and begins to grow, more bones cracking and popping as it does so. What do? You said it's growing? Yeah, it's about, it's approaching the size of Bogren now. I would like to pick up Bogren's axe. Demon check. Yep. Um, I look at this as it's going on. Unholy fiend who has defiled the lands of this, of my ancestors, prepare to die. I gain a boon. Okay, uh, against what? Any demons. Oh, it certainly applies. Can anyone speak dark speak by any chance? No. 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 Okay, never mind. As this figure looms over you and slowly steps forward, the arms twist around and the, sh- and the elbows dislocate to form what would be functional hands backwards in a way so that like you would open your hand up wide, but the fingers all snap at the second joint into very sharp, bony spines. The creature continues to grow as it lumbers forth. I... are we in combat? Not... yes and no. Uh, what do? I want to rush forward and try to hit it, crack it across the head or closest resembles of the head with my staff. Make him tackle for me. Alrighty. Why, Parser? Why? You swing with all your might against this creature that was once a normal, even beautiful human girl. And, uh, you hit with a loud crack that sounds promising. But then you realize the crack was your staff. It's a very long vein of structural damage goes throughout it. The creature does not seem phased at all. Who's next? By my grandfather's beard. I would like to use my action to just pick up uh, Baldrin's axe. That's a free action. You got it. It's right there. So, grabbing that, and uh, I apologize for the state you find yourself in, Elabeth. I will make sure your body is laid to rest. And charge the thing. Alrighty. You can go ahead and take a movement and an action. Uh, actually, they've got a thing for charge, and it's... Charging is a thing, but it will just make your attack more dangerous. It's no better than... Charging is meant for when you can only have one action. Charging is attacking and moving gotcha. in one action. Yeah. But it is a, it's objectively worse for you than having a move and an action, which you do. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. I just was attempting to be in fairness, since, but since we're in that, like... This is a cinematic situation. It's a pretty good roll, bud. Yeah. Go ahead and roll the damage. That's Ooh. a pretty good roll as well. That's, that's max damage, son. You bring the axe back and swing it hard in an overhead arc, sticking it deep into this creature's chest. Blade goes up to the 
hilt of the axe, or to the handle of the axe. But still, the creature is unmoved. Not at all fluidly, but in a slow jerking motion, the creature reaches a weird mangled arm up and just shatters the handle of the axe in one grasp. I think we might have to leave. It is still growing, quickly encompassing almost half of this room. You two leave and save yourselves. I would not dishonor my ancestors by, by leaving someone behind in battle. Then we die here together. <laughs> God damn it, Cody. <laughs> Dude, you gave the sad robot somebody to care about. This is your fault. Don't goddamn it me. Pretty sure what you told me at the beginning, in not so many words, was hurt me. Oh yeah. I'm enjoying every second of this. I just didn't think we were gonna do a full character wipe because everybody's as dumb as I am. Hopefully Brendan gets out. So, as you all ready yourselves, prepare for your final stand against this growing creature. Uh, hold up, hold up. Oh yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, so first off, I didn't say whether I was staying or not. These two could be idiots. Okay. <laughs> um, since we're being kind of, I guess, cinematic here, I'm going to um, tap Shredem on, on the back of the head with, uh, with with my staff and kind of bonk Nosek and be like, hey, y'all, we getting out of here? Barna said that we, that, that we need you if we're gonna, uh, if humanity's gonna be saved, and, uh, that man crazy, but I think that he's right. He, his cataracts disappeared. Let's go. I the never thought I'd man die going, fighting alongside a dwarf. And I never thought I'd die fighting alongside a clockwork. Damn it, man. What about a friend? <laughs> right? You had one job. What? Why are you all the fu- mm. Why are you all the words fine? Then... That, I reach I try to reach back, grab the key that uh grab the key on Cody's back and pull it out. Wow. Well Um that's wow. actually not quite how they work. They don't actually come out. They're more like a wind up crank than an actual key. Okay, I try to stop it. Mm, you can't that's not quite how it works. Yeah, you, yeah. I don't think you can just choose to stop a clockwork by having a hand on its key. Uh, so what are you doing, Brendan? Well, if... God, if y'all are gonna be idiots, then fine. Safe stand? Y'all are the worst. Y'all are it. the absolute worst. Don't do it! As you all, uh... As you all ready weapons for your final stand, there's a moment of odd stillness. And you hear... Amidst all the chaos, it's oddly clear. There's the sound of glass shattering. And that same cracking noise that you heard before. With an odd white flash that emanates deep from within the creature, you hear a pretty noticeable scream. For those who are familiar with real world, think of this kind of like white phosphorus. Ouch. Nice. Oh, damn. And as the creature, like, flails around in pain, there is another noise. Not glass cracking, but of wood shattering. And in an odd flash... The creature stops moving entirely. It is standing still as a picture in an upright position. And suddenly, in a clean, swift slice vertically, a green flame emerges and burns the creature as it tumbles into two pieces, bisected. We have been blessed by our ancestors. And behind this creature stands the fully armored, helmeted figure of Terrace. Captain of the Guard. Uh, no sec. I 
think I believe that the captain of the guard is a bit too tall to be one of your ancestors. As the creature tumbles, the man resets himself into a normal stance after his deep, hard slice. On his armor, you see odd script glowing the same green color in a language you cannot decipher, but you feel an inherent wrongness to it, but also an inherent pride to it. It's very hard to describe. And as this creature, bisected, utters out more words that are half one side of it is speaking in that unknowable gross tongue, the other is speaking in what is considered common. And it says, the black god, the tortured one. And uh, Taurus looks down, or Taurus looks down at this creature and says, that is not my name. You know my name. And it goes to speak again as both sections are once again cut in half by one slice, as it is fully engulfed in flame and perishes. The marks on Terrace's armor fade, and he sighs deeply as he marches out of the house. We need to go. You're gonna save us, and then just walk away. Need to go. I'm following. Same. Stay here and die. We'll follow me. Nope, nope. He he didn't even need to say anything. I'm already on the way. On the way out, I'm gonna grab a torch and uh, light it in what I'm assuming is the lit fireplace and uh, toss it behind us on the way out. Give Isla Beth her pyre. You exit as the building burns, and you see Terrace meet up with uh, Jacoby Waycrest, mayor of the town, one gun slung over his shoulder. You assume he is who fired that shot against the creature initially. He looks at the mess of his town, having finally repelled what madness has taken them. The sun, still black and dimly lit, he looks to you all and his town and says, Well, hell, I guess there goes the neighborhood. everyone, Christina here with logistics for this episode. We would like to give a big thanks to the musical talent of Kevin McBoy, as well as Raphael Crux for our opening, Asking Questions, and Alexander Nakarada for this ending song, Behind the Sword. All three contributed to the music heard throughout this episode. If you liked what you heard, please look them up and also feel free to give us a like, a follow, or a good review. It goes a long way with helping us get out to more listeners, and we always appreciate the feedback. Speaking of feedback, if you would like to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at aparadiselost, or send any questions into aparadiselost at gmail.com. Boy, this episode went a certain kind of way. Did you see it coming, or were you just as surprised as they were? This episode actually concludes session one for the game. It only gets better from here as we venture deeper into the insanity. Make sure to stay safe, and take this boom to help you until next time. Remember to use it wisely.